Hello out there and welcome to our weekly Ask the CEO Q&A session here at the Virtual Frontier. Great you have found a way back to the show and if you just joined recently, hit the subscribe button right away so you'll never miss new episodes. Today's topic of our Q&A session is Stop Demotivating Everyone, Work the System. If you look at all the different motivational theories out there, one could start wonder which of these theories are actually working. Mind it's a mix of all of them, and each theory around motivation carries something truthful. Who knows? On the other side, it is very well known what demotivates everyone. So let's better have a look at the things that we can actually influence in our interpersonal relationships and start removing demotivators before trying to mess around with the minds of the people around us. Let's find out how to start. See you in just a moment on the other side. Yeah, hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode here at the Virtual Frontier new Q&A session with you. I'm happy you're back again. And our topic today is um, motivating your employees, or let's better say how not to demotivate them. Um, because uh, as we're going to discover, motivational uh, fact factors um, are quite limited, uh, but you can do as a company or team lead or whatever a lot to um, decrease uh, or eliminate the demotivational factors in, in your team and your work. Um, I found, uh, previous to our conversation today, uh, a new annual report from the consulting firm Edelman, um, which was mentioning that the top number reason uh, that people are leaving their uh, employment or the company is um, that they are not fulfilled with their work. And um, uh, a, a guy that is named Aaron Hurst from, from Imperative, he's an author of the book, The Purpose Economy, um, did yet, just yesterday, uh, based on that uh, poll on, on LinkedIn, asking people how, how they are actually fulfilled about their work. And it was like quite uh, shocking to me that uh, over 5,000 people so far participated and only just the 25% of them are positive about uh, their fulfillment at work. And uh, let's say the vast amount of money, uh, the vast amount of people, um, about 70% are not. So what should we do about that? <laughs> That's a good question. Can we fix that all with one single strategy, right? <laughs> yeah. I think no. And as you said in the beginning, I think you cannot motivate people. I think people are motivated if what they do is aligned with their interest. I think this is what motivates them. And um, if they feel fulfilled or not, boy, I think that's a complex thing. And if you ask people what they need to be fulfilled at work, I think they also don't know. And if they would know, I think it's easy, then just ask them. And I can recommend really just to ask people instead of assuming, um, like asking them, what do you want additionally to see at work or which support do you want to get additionally at work or which circumstances need to change at work or how should your daily routines or your activity or whatever, something tangible, something that you can change. 
how should that be adjusted, adapted, or changed so that you are more motivated or that you are more fulfilled? Because I think this is the only thing you can do. You can change the work. You can change people around people. And I think that's it. Of course, you can change a lot around your communication, etc. But rarely will this fix something. That's when you have the like the all hands meeting and then there is the CEO saying chaga and you do it and you are the best and so on. That feels good. That feels appreciated for the moment. But when the moment is gone, it's the same. People are still not motivated and they don't feel appreciated anymore. So they don't feel fulfilled anymore. I think that's the problem. So now you ask what we can do. I think the really most valuable thing is to ask these people what motivates them, what they want to do. And if you have work, actual work that you like to do, then you feel more fulfilled. And when you understand how doing your work contributes to what you really want, right? Then I think people will be motivated when they understand why their work contributes to their life, why their work helps them to like, I don't know, get more wealth, freedom, independence, get more recognition, meet better people, um, create the, the life of their dreams, whatever it is they want, they should know, nobody else knows. And when you can relate the work to these ideals, to these goals, to these dreams, I think then they see motivation in their work. What probably also is important is the, the autonomy um, in the way how, how, you, how everyone can do their work. Um, from the company side, what is, what is needed to create an environment Uh, where autom autonomy can really thrive? I think the more important question is if everyone really wants that. I think you cannot mm. motivate your team. You just can motivate individuals. So that is important. And if you want to motivate individuals, you need to understand that every individual is different. So you need to understand the needs of every individual person and then try to create roles that are valuable for the business, of course, but roles that are also valuable for these people and aligned with their interests. Right. And I think we had an episode like, I don't know, two months ago where we talked about like building a business strategy that can grow and scale. And we came up with the solution that you need a business that aligns the interests of clients with the interests of team members in the business with the interests of the business owners. And once you have this alignment, then you have self-managing team or you can create self-managing teams based on that alignment. And I think alignment is the number one thing. And alignment means you need to know the goals of the company. You need to know the teams and how these teams contribute to the goals of the company. And that means you need to know the goals of the team. And then you build the roles with goals per role and how these goals of a role of a person working in this role contributes to the team. And that's how you create alignment. And most businesses At least in most businesses, I don't see that alignment. I just see people desperately trying to get the work done while work increases every year. The workload, I mean, complexity increases, change happens at increasing speed, and that makes things just worse. And that's why people get stressed. And then they don't feel appreciated. They don't feel motivated. They don't feel fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. And they're um, in this situation, no table kicker, gym, free gym <laughs> pass, or corner office will help. Um, I'm good that you say that. I think this fixes it all. <laughs> That's the one missing piece that will fix everything. I think that no, of course not. I think it doesn't even contribute a single thing to the motivation of people. It's a nice yeah. thing that you can do in the noon breaks to just create a social environment. But honestly, if people just go to work because they want a social environment, then something is wrong because this won't help the business grow. 
And then they might have a problem with their private life if they don't have a social environment where they can feel like fulfilled on a human level and with a the connection they need. Yeah, so kicker won't fix that. The, the water cooler also won't fix that. Meeting regularly at the toilet won't fix that. Right, yeah. having an office won't fix that. I think <laughs> these are all point. things that don't solve the problem. It's just like fighting, trying to fight the symptoms, but not the yeah, root yeah, cause. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, as you just mentioned, it's just like setting up an, an, a kind of environment or sit situation where things can happen, right? A table kicker is nice, uh, um, gym pass is nice to have, uh, um, but there you can say, okay, um, whatever. I, I put it as a company, the table kicker, we have a nice park outside, uh, we have uh, a, um, free gym passes, whatever. And the people are still not motivated. And, and, and I feel that happens often, you know? <laughs> Um, we had the same. Yeah. We had yeah. all what you said. We had passed to a gym and the gym was right next door. We had a big office. We had this famous water cooler. We had a balcony. We had a kicker. We had a kitchen. But at a certain time or a certain point when they get used to that, it's just normal. And then their normal way of like behaving and thinking takes over again. And many people sorry to say that, but I see that many people just have a habit of complaining. Mm. And if they are used to complain, then you can bring whatever you want into their lives. And at the point it will get normal and then they start complaining again. So if this is their habit, you can do whatever you want. They still will ever complain. Otherwise, if they don't like something, they change it. And of course, it might be they change the job. They say, guys, this is not what I want. I want X, Y, Z. And I told you three times, you don't change that. So I need to care about myself and find another job. Totally fine. Then they know what they want. They change the job. They hope that they find it somewhere else what they need. And if so, great. But most people, I think if you ask them what they want, they can tell you what they don't like. But what they want and what they like, it's really hard for them. But the only way to give them what they want is they understand what they want, right? So I think there is a huge amount of education and coaching that you can give to your team so that they understand what they want. Yeah. Um, taking a step back again to the, to the purpose uh, and, and having fulfilling work, um, there, there was also um, a study from one of the biggest uh, German health insurances a couple of year, years ago. They were showing that um, when people are working uh, with purpose, the amount of days they uh, miss per day for, 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 sick, for sickness are like um, 9.4 days. Um, if there's no purpose or fulfillment in their work, um, the amount increases to almost 20 days per year. Um, so this is a huge economic uh, factor for the company as well. If, uh, the, if your employees are uh, missing 20 days or just uh, 10 days in, in, in uh, comparison. Um, uh, why should we take that more serious? Yeah, I mean, because of productivity reasons, for one thing, that's the economical side, but also um, to keep like our entire population healthy. When you also see that the burnout rates increase, right? And um, I think that is related to digital work, that is related to the speed of change, that is related to increase of work, and that is also related to culture that is in i would say a lot of businesses toxic anyway because it's like yeah the typical hierarchical cultures where people just like they don't cooperate they just demand from each other 
and they don't support each other. And if change happens at increasing speed and complexity increases, right, and um, then these toxic things become just more significant. And I think that creates that that has a huge impact on on people and the productivity and the well-being and the health of people. I think that is one of the most important things that we have in the economy and in our society. So if we don't care about that, what else should we care about? How could a company um, and the organization itself work on building these trusted environments? Because uh, having trust in your company also will help to work on the system and um, having people in the long term in an environment where they can really thrive. I think transparency is very important. If everyone just follows his or her own agenda and then people act on their own agenda that is hidden for others, that doesn't create a lot of trust, right? But if it's if if everyone can see and understand which goals and agendas others are following that creates alignment on the one side but it creates also trust what is a very um, important factor for me to win trust in other people if i see that first of all that they do what they say and they say what they do right these two things and then when they also open themselves and if there is not this one person that is always perfect But when they also say, hey, guys, um, I failed on that. I made a mistake here. I need your support. Can you help me? Right. And if other people see that no one is perfect in the business, because I mean, reality is no one is perfect, then I think they will also open up themselves and talk about problems and failures and mistakes and weaknesses. And this is, I mean, you need to bring this to the surface in order to make it visible and make it understandable for others so that you can fix it. Right. When someone has a weakness, and nobody talks about it, no one can train this person to help make this weakness uh, or, or eliminate this weakness. If this is possible and if this makes sense, is another thing, but this is the first step to do so. And I think this is the same with problems, only if it's okay to openly talk about problems, then the entire team can find a solution. So, good thing. But if it's a problem to talk about problems, no one will talk about problems. And in other words, problems will stay hidden and no one will find a solution. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's... Yeah, that's like a ripple effect, but I think transparency for everything is key to build an environment of trust and where the entire team works in alignment to solve problems for each other and for clients. How can I help in, in the in in um, organizational context to um, that people have the feeling that they work on, on things that are bigger than themselves um, so they, they have space to grow? Um, I think if they work in a business that had a, has a clear goal and this business needs to hire other people so that this is a team that progresses and works towards this goal, by definition, they are bigger. This is bigger than themselves. Otherwise, there would not be a team and a vision and multiple clients, right? But if you just put people into a role or into the job and ask them to execute tasks they get from others, what they are is just doing work for someone else. And that feels always like I'm just a small gear in the chain, right? I'm just like doing work for someone who tells me I'm an assistant, like that feels like this. It feels like top down. But if you have like, if you have a team and there is a goal and no one dictates to others what they should do, but the team comes up with solutions to reach an ambitious goal. I think everyone feels that, the, that there is a contribution from every individual to this goal and that 
at least I can speak just for myself, that makes me feel like contributing to something bigger. And for me, it's important to be self-determined and independent. But if I have a culture of self-managing people with goals and then teams that try to find solutions to work towards these goals, then yeah, I would have that feeling. Yeah, uh, which is also an important point, right? To get the right people in, in your team that um, align with uh, your your business uh, vision and the purpose itself. Um, so you just mentioned before about the, the complaining type of, of, of personality. Um, so probably uh, you need to look in the first place, what is uh, the mission and vision of the company and uh, go there and look for the right people that fit into that. Yeah, absolutely. But let's make it about you. How is it for you? I mean, we work together since, I don't know, three years already, right? And uh, you are working completely self-managed, right? You, I mean, I don't give you tasks. We have a goal and you run the podcast and we follow goals with that. And how is that for you? Is that motivational? What do you miss? Uh, do you feel fulfilled and how? Yeah, I, I, I really do fulfill it. I, I was thinking about that and upfront uh, our podcast today and for example about the podcast i i really love and 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 thrive to get better with the, the podcast and the content we produce there because i feel that we do help some some people out there and uh, people are listening to that and asking questions around that and and that really um uh, motivates me to do better and uh, grow this uh, um, um whole sessions that we we do there and yeah. that makes me happy also to see the feedback and, and, and all that around uh, what, is, what is growing there. And what and makes you feel that you contribute to something that is bigger than you? No, but that's, 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 that's bigger, that's bigger than, than me because if I just would work for myself uh, in, 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 on my tasks here without any interaction, I wouldn't feel uh, that there is something out bigger than myself, right? Mm, um, yeah. But but seeing that every week uh, a couple of hundred people are are listening to our podcast and and seeing the videos on YouTube, um, that 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 gives me the sense of of something bigger than myself, you know? Yeah, I think it's the impact, right? The impact that you have while doing your work. You do one podcast and then you impact like hundreds, multiple hundreds of people. Yeah. And I think making this transparent for the entire team. Even if they don't get the direct feedback because they are not directly working on the front line, whatever, but making that visible, how the business impacts hundreds or thousands of people, making that visible to everyone and how they contribute to this success, I think that gives them a feeling of fulfillment and transparency about why they are important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good example. Cool. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> And one, and one thing that also is uh, um, probably then my, my, my last question for you um, or, or topic we can talk about is um, the, the point about, uh, um, no. so uh, another point um, is what, what I really do like that's, there's there's an environment in our company that everyone helps everyone to get better at what they're doing, right? And and I feel I feel it and see it often with you. I, I come to you and, and look for advice, uh, and you help me to get uh, better in in the specific topics. And that is also really important in, in the company and uh, in teams itself. How, how can I, I foster that and, and make it uh, more structured and, and uh, explicit? I think the explicit thing starts with defining the role, right? And how this role can see or how the person that works in this role can see that he or she is successful. 
defining goals, defining KPIs, accountabilities, responsibilities, right? Your goal is to grow the podcast measured by downloads and leads generated. Very clear. You can see that, you can measure that, you know if you're doing well or not. And if not, then you either find a solution for yourself and improve that and see if it really was effective. Or if you have no idea or want to brainstorm, you contact me or someone else in the team and then talk about that. I think that is that is the thing that that it's really the, the business owner or the leaders, they need to define these goals and KPIs. And then they can define roles that take ownership and accountability for these KPIs. And then the business uses tools to make these KPIs transparent so people can see that and get direct constant feedback about the effectiveness of their work. And then you can coach them and they can reach out when they see they are not on track and have no idea how to like, yeah, improve it, move the needle, get better results in terms of these KPIs. And that's a complete different thing. That's working um, towards goals instead of working based on delegated tasks that someone delegates to someone else and this person executes without knowing what's the impact or the effect of the work they do. Right. And I think that is, that is important to, if, if you are a business leader or a business builder, if you build your business based on KPIs and provide the transparency for your team so they can work and become self-managed, that is a more fulfilling feeling because they see their direct impact of the work. Great. Would, would you like to add anything else, Manuel? If not, we wrap it up for today. Yeah, for, for people that are employees in a business, I can highly encourage you to like sit down for like half a day and define your role, write down, my role is important so that the business can, or my role is important so that the team can, depending mm -hmm. on if you work in a business without a team or if you have a team, right? And then define, I can measure and see if I'm doing well by measuring these KPIs. And then you look at the KPIs. Right. And once you have that, you can ask others if they agree that this is the most important thing that you need to do and deliver so that you are valuable for the business. Now, if you are a team leader or a business owner, business builder, then you start from the other side. You start by defining what's the goal and the purpose of your business. Of course, solving problems for clients, but for which clients and which problems. And then you define your services. What are your services or products that you provide so that clients get these problems solved? Right. And from there, you can define immediate KPIs, um, measuring how satisfied are your clients with that simply by asking clients, for example, asking them how satisfied are you with the solution you got on a scale from one to 10, make this transparent to the team. And from there, all the other KPIs, um, can be derived, right? You can create other KPIs like profitability and then KPIs per team. Marketing team is the amount of lead generated for how much money per lead. Sales team is the KPI, how many deals did you close and what is the deal volume that you closed um, and so on. For the HR team, it's um, how many new applications did you generate for specific roles and how many new people did you hire for specific roles. So these are the main KPIs for all the teams. And uh, if you want to build a business, I would start with that. Then build the teams with these KPIs, then define the roles with these KPIs, then hire people and support them so that they can do the work and understand it and deliver results that move these KPIs up. That's it. Great. Ah, and by the way, if you post a link below this video, um, there is a complete training about that, which roles you need in every team and how you define these KPIs and to build self-managing teams. I can just recommend going through that. It's free and it's 30 minutes or so. 
that's what I want to just mention. Uh, and you did it. So we are done so for today, Manuel. Thank you very much again for a new session here. Uh, and we see each other next week for a new episode. Cool. Was good. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye, Manuel. We hope you found this session helpful. Head back to our in-depth blog article on how to motivate people at work and increase team motivation. When did you feel lately motivated and what was the cause? What does demotivate you? What did we miss in our conversation? How can we do better? Let us know in the comments and reviews. We are eager to engage. And before you leave, hit the subscribe button, give us a thumb up and share it around with your friends and colleagues. Sign up for the free business builder training on flashup.io and learn more about how to scale with your business at any time, work with global top talents and make work better. On behalf of the team here at the Virtual Frontier, I want to thank you for listening. So until the next episode, keep exploring new frontiers. Thank you.